Welcome to the Reasonable Boy Politics Podcast 0014, The Blair Starmer Project. Today we're going to talk a little bit about how Keir Starmer has uh, now started to stamp his authority on the Labour Party and the Labour movement. It's very disconcerting and very uh, disturbing to see how he's gone about that. It seems to him that uh, our BAME members do not matter. Uh, He's not prepared to investigate the serious allegations within the Labour Leaks report about BAME members allegedly being targeted by uh, Labour officials at head office under the General Secretary of uh, Ian McNichol. Uh, These allegations have been spread widely in the media, except, of course, for the mainstream media, who seem to somehow missed missed these allegations. I'm sure if it was Jeremy Corbyn still in power in the Labour Party, that these allegations would have been spread more what they, on the front page of every single newspaper in the country. But because it's Keir Starmer, everybody seems to have a blind side to that. And I don't think, even if you are a Starmer supporter, which I am not, that even if you were, you would look at it and say, well, these people haven't been treated fairly at all. And I would want my leader of the party to ensure that they are and that those responsible are brought to book. Now we, we have a investigation underway in the party to find out what exactly has happened, which we probably know what's happened. Uh, With the leaked report, it's been leaked to the media and there's been several allegations made about people within the party, so I I won't name those people. But it's common knowledge that the the, uh, General Secretary at the time, uh, when these allegations took place, was Ian McNichol, who was now in the House of Lords. And it seems that Starmer has this blind spot for fame members his recent um, statements regarding Black Lives Matter are grave cause for concern. Uh, a man who's used to language and the importance of language and how that represents a case as a barrister um, calls into question his judgment, not only as a politician, but as a well-educated person. You have to look at the fact that he called the Black Lives Matters as a moment. I wouldn't, for one moment, no pun intended, describe this as a moment. I describe it as a movement, a movement of people who have been undervalued and misrepresented and discriminated against for so many years, so many decades that they finally said enough was enough. And for the leader of the Labour Party to just describe it as a moment rather than saying, look, you know, in those, in those certain terms that we back these people against the racist outpourings of other people within the country and that we fully support their right as individuals to be able to go about their normal lives without prejudice. And I think... This was a missed opportunity for the man who 
some people have called it forensic. It brings a forensic ability to questioning and understanding issues, and I don't really think he understands those issues. He certainly doesn't understand those issues as, as Jeremy Corbyn would. And I, it's very worrying to see Keir Starmer actually look rather um, uh, immature, it's certainly politically immature, in the way he's acted on this. It's certainly disturbing to see how he's used the power of the right wing of the party to stamp his authority in so many different areas of the party, or begin to do so, shall we say. And he seems to understand that, but he doesn't understand the consequences of his, of his actions. He's really set up a, di- a diversity committee to look at diversity within the party. And the committee is a committee of white people. Now, I don't know the full um, complement of people on, the, on that committee. I, don't, I, I would hope that there be somebody with a disability. There should be somebody from the LGBT community. There should be somebody from the, from the BAME community. There should be a women's officer on there as well. And I think, realistically, that committee should be as broad a range of people as possible. And when I say broad, I don't just mean broad in that diversity, but broad in their political views as well. Because I don't think you get good governance and good policies with just one lot of people from the left or the right or the centre. I think you have to have a mixture of them, but of all three. Now, obviously, I am on the left, so I prefer much more left-wing policies than maybe some other people. But I think you do have to, a certain degree, have that balance. And I think this is one thing that I object to more than anything else with Keir is that balance seems to be uh, more to the right of the party than the left. And as far as the centrist is concerned within the party, I think a lot of them who voted for Keir will say, oh, I'll give him some time, you know, he's only just become leader. And da, 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 da. He has quite a meteoric rise into the, into politics. He's only been MP for about five years or so. So you, you've got to look at it in that, that context, but you, you can't um, make too many excuses for him because he's a barrister. He understands language. He understands the meaning of words and how those words represent things. And so for me to see him in as in so many scenarios not using that language appropriately and really not considering what he's saying to people, I find it very, very disturbing and very and incomprehensible in some respects because of his as a barrister, you should, you should know what language means. You should know what the words mean. You should know what the context of those words mean. And I just feel that he's operating at a level which is for him and him alone. And I don't. And unless you fit within that level, he doesn't consider it. And I think that's the problem he's got with Keir, is that he doesn't, I think he can come down a level or levels to the normal people in this country, to the ordinary folk. And I do feel that he's 
making quite a big big mistake at ignoring people and underestimating people's views and and it just saddens me really because you know we've we had some fantastic couple of years with Jeremy Corbyn in as leader of the party some fantastic uh, policies and when you look at the crisis we're in at the moment he seems to want to support the government now I don't want the government I, I want them to want this crisis to be over in a way in which it doesn't come back and I, 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 I do want to support them in that way but I do not want to support people in a government that's called over 65,000 deaths and I think where I have a problem with Keir is that he should be qualifying those statements and saying that I will support you to enable you to 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 get the legislation through for these measures to make us safe to have a vaccine etc etc but what I won't allow you to do is to is to have a situation where that sixty five thousand death rate that we've we've got in this country is exponentially higher. I won't support you in uh, I'll give you blanket support for underfunding the NHS or underfunding social care, or withdrawing the the furlough scheme. Now, and that's another area that I think he's made a few mistakes on. I think the furlough scheme was a good idea, and it was a good, it was a good idea by a Conservative Chancellor. And I think millions of people, if are not careful, unemployed. And I think the furlough scheme has to be done in such a way that it enables businesses to get back to, to work employing people but that furlough scheme should should say pay 50 percent of the wage rather than maybe 90 percent but give businesses a hand an open hand with that council rates cancel the rates for a year so people's businesses can get on on back on track but there are those businesses especially in the hospitality trade that are going to suffer a great deal and i think it's those areas that are travel tourism um, hospitality are going to suffer really, really hard, and I think that they should they should have a level of support which is commensurate with their with the problems they're going to have. So I think they should have a hundred percent furlough, the costs involved, and I think all tax and all council rates should be abolish for them for a year get them back on the feet so they can save some money and they can come back later on i do think there needs to be we need to challenge the chancellor on this because we need to we need to make sure that people are protected and the one scheme that they that they dreamed up was oh let's and this is from here in the Labour party is that okay let's defer people's rent for two years well that's not, that's just putting up debt for two years Let's give the landlord the money direct. Say, okay, how much is your rent? Say it's a thousand quid a month or whatever it is. Government pays it straight to the landlord. Keep people in their homes. Pay the full rent, no matter what it is, you know, because most people, you know, only a month or two away from being evicted if they don't pay the rent. Pay the rent direct to the landlords. Keep people in their homes so that they can... When it comes to um, starting up the economy again, that A, the people have got money in their pockets that they can start to use to hopefully to, to buy stuff and, and kickstart the economy again. And B, 
that stress that they have for paying the rent and stuff is is not there and give them that leg up that you know that that breathing space landlords won't miss out they'll get money direct payment to them let's stop talking about loans and let's just pay direct to the landlords and let's do that for about well as long as it takes really if a vaccine comes at the end of the year and we all get the vaccine by february then fine you can probably stop paying rent these rents by march next year costs money but we'll get that money back because because the people won't be kicked out of the houses they won't become unemployed and they won't become homeless and it that won't put pressure on councils they won't put, put pressure on mental health services and health services so it sounds like a lot of money but on the scheme of things it's not so this is a missed opportunity for care uh, and the shadow cabinet and i'm afraid the shadow cabinet are in my opinion are awful i think they've all they're going back to 2010 and 2015 and it just won't wash anymore because people have moved on and i think it's really time that we saw some real action from the shadow cabinet because if we don't they've lost scotland They've lost the North of England, certainly the northeast of England. They've lost parts of the Northwest. They've lost parts of the West Midlands. What more do they want? Do they want to lose a whole lot? And are we going to end up being a national party, but only having support in the, the southeast of England? Is that what they want? Because the way they're acting now, that is what's going to happen. And we've got the local elections coming up next year and the year after. And if they don't get that together, they'll lose council seats as well. And I don't think we, they can carry on the way they are doing because I think a few more years like this, not taking them to account, not coming out with really good policies, which are when all said and done, the 2017 and 2019 election were costed. So what was promised, we could afford. And I think if we go away from that, then we can forget the Labour Party as being a national party anymore. There may be the odd pocket here and there in the North East, North West, Yorkshire and Humberside and the Midlands. But the way that Keir is taking the party at the moment, it's going to go, it's going to be a disaster. And I don't want that to happen, but I'm afraid I can see that happening. So as far as I'm concerned, Keir's playing the, the Tony Blair playbook as far as it comes to uh, managing the party and under Blair we lost millions of votes and under and because of that we lost Scotland in 2010 and 2015 was even worse so my confidence in Keir isn't great and he needs to put up or shut up that's all for now see you later bye